Welcome to Season 2 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes in defense of Christianity written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 42 is entitled, The Law of Liberty. Ron, what is the law of liberty? In James 2, 10-12, James wrote, For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. According to James, the law of liberty is the Ten Commandments. Do not kill, do not commit adultery, etc. If as Christians we want to preserve our liberty, we must first preserve our freedom of religion and rededicate our lives to the law of liberty. I do not call for rebellion, I call for unity, not in religious doctrine to each his own. I call for a revolution within. All Christians must stand together on this one issue, or we will lose our liberty and our freedom of religion. We cannot have a land of liberty in a nation where the majority rule unless the majority obey the Ten Commandments, the law of liberty. A country dedicated to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness must follow the laws of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Ten Commandments are the law of liberty. If they are removed from our nation, then liberty will be removed from our land, one law at a time. The corruption of society moves forward with the corruption of laws formed under the collusion of secrecy. Evil will always combine with evil, where power and money are the driving force. The lust for power will unite the most hated enemies, and though loyalty is a mere corpse propped up by appearances, where people are united by lust for power, they will join forces against any opposing enemy. All evil causes must have a well-defined enemy, or else they will turn on themselves and murder their way to the top. Some modern skeptics view the Ten Commandments as limitations to personal freedom and emphasize the theme of Thou Shalt Not. They mock the cartoon image of a white-bearded old man arbitrarily laying down the law from heaven. In the days before Hollywood demonized Christianity and made religion a thing of mockery, movies promoted religious values. The robe, the Ten Commandments, It's a Good Life, The Bishop's Wife, friendly persuasion. That, of course, is a thing of the past. A current Hollywood release is entitled The Devil Inside. The cover has a picture of a nun possessed by the devil. The caption reads, Inspired by a true story. This is the film the Vatican doesn't want you to see. A line from the blurb on the back cover reads, Twenty years later, her daughter Isabella's search for answers leads her to an exorcism by two rogue priests revealing that her mother is possessed by four powerful demons. Such Hollywood hype is trying to redefine religion. Since the movie Exorcist, that is the new view of Christianity that Hollywood, which has become largely atheistic, wants us to believe. The assault against religion began in the 60s when Christian values came under attack. Ministers in the movies were transformed from Chesterton's Father Brown, a kind-hearted ecclesiastical father figure, to devil worshippers, adulterers, Satanists, child molesters, demon chasers, murderers, predators, fanatics, and madmen. 
Many horror movies, such as Carrie, featured a religious fanatic. Others, an evil priest, a deranged minister, or a lecturous preacher. Any religious restrictions on sexual freedom were seen as evil. Love thy neighbor changed to love thy neighbor's wife, and free love meant free sex. Father Knows Best and Leave It to Beaver were replaced with dysfunctional families, such as Married with Children and Modern Family. Ozzie and Harriet was upstaged by Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. Gradually, freedom of speech meant taking the Lord's name in vain, and harmless expletives and euphemisms were changed to the F-word. OMG is now the standard acronym for texting. Good housekeeping was replaced with Cosmopolitan. My Three Sons was replaced with Three's Company, Friends, Will and Grace, and Sex in the City. Reefer Madness was replaced with Easy Rider. The R rating, which formerly restricted audiences, was first meant to warn parents that the movie was unsuitable for their children. It has now become the calling card of sex and violence, and is the primary tool used to promote the movie. The Academy Awards, once noted for recognizing outstanding performances, became a political hammer for the left. It is now a propaganda machine that gives its awards either to environmental didacticism or to the movies that most effectively mock well-established Christian values, such as chastity, democracy, marriage, home, family values, virginity, sobriety, and temperance. In the modern PG-13 movie Pleasantville, black and white, which symbolized the family movies of the 50s, represented oppression. Color represented sexual liberation. Even bumbling Barney Fife, played by Don Knotts, America's most lovable loser frozen forever in the first kiss, became the love god. Moving from Mayberry to Pleasantville, Knotts surpassed the first kiss scene that he had made so famous and offered up an entire town of youth to the salacious sacrifice of prurient appetites of the 21st century. The message of the movie Pleasantville was that high school youth who obeyed moral standards could only see the world in black and white. Those who violated moral standards, such as fornication, adultery, and sexual freedom, could see the world through living color. Today, all popular TV shows directed toward the youth mock chastity, promote single parenthood, glamorize dysfunctional families, and encourage cohabitation. They show those people as bigots who believe only in traditional marriages. Surely Isaiah saw our day when he said, Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. Isaiah 5, 20-21 Courage, common sense, and inspiration that sustained our forefathers are no longer held in high esteem. Though our revolutionary leaders were men of intellectual renown, Most of those who died so that we could live free could barely read and write. They just wanted to be free. What we seem to have forgotten is that the Ten Commandments are the ten pillars of freedom that hold up this nation. And when the commandments are weakened, as with a building demolished by calculated explosions, democracy will fall in a pile of rubble. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.